0: This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock.
1: Hey, you motherfuckers. I'm actually offended. (laughs) You guys just talked about how people don't suck dick for the flavor. Are you fucking kidding me? My girlfriend loves it. She can't have enough of it. Now, I am specifying just me. Don't fucking go off on one of your little tangents. Anyways. Glory hole, you motherfuckers. This is Mike in California. Peace out.
0: Hey, guys. Melissa from Boston here Just calling in to say that I love the show and wanted to remark on something from a couple of episodes back. Uh, Reference Fat Albert was preaching that there was no life in the rectum, and it actually made me think of this quote by Neil deGrasse Tyson, um, within one linear centimeter of your lower colon, there lives and works more bacteria than all humans who have ever been born. So, stick that in your bowl and flush it, your butt is actually a biome. You guys rock! Glory hole! Hi, this is Emma from Los Angeles, me and my boyfriend listen to your show, and we love you guys. Um, He just called me, though, and um, told me about an episode that I haven't listened to yet, where you guys state that people do not suck dick because they like the taste of it. And he called in to comment on that, and I'm calling to confirm what he said. And that is, I absolutely love the taste of his cock. And so, out of all the stupid things you guys have ever said, that's probably the stupidest. Because otherwise, you guys fucking rock. Glory, home motherfuckers. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Recording from the Ramada Oasis at Skepticon. <laughs> this is not an actual oasis. No, it's... But cle- this is. It is. clearly not an oasis. I will argue, though, that if
3: you look out our window, yes. there is a facsimile of an oasis behind our
2: room. So Yeah, it- and I guess, like, when I think of an oasis, I think, like, you know, you're desperate, you have no <laughs> other... Choices, you're <laughs> you're nearly dead. Right, you're yeah. basically like you see like a mud hole full of elephant shit, and you're like <laughs> water, sweet water. So yeah, I would guess I would. No, I, this is a very nice place. I, I'm just I'm just being a terrible person. Yeah, oh, we we miss. Okay, so uh, cognitive dissonance. Yeah. This is cognitive dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets uh, in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence. <laughs> Any topic that makes the news makes it big or makes us mad. It's skeptical. It's political, and there is no welcome mat. We literally stole the welcome mat from the yeah, Ramada Inn. We the, literally stole it. So they had one, but we were just like, fuck it. We we're like, fuck you, you can't have one. We threw it over to the no Days Inn across the street. <laughs> now they're super welcome over there. So we're at the top of our game. This is the uh, recording we are doing, obviously at Skepticon. We're at Skepticon. What is it? Skepticon Seven. Seven. Skepticon. I'm looking at my badge here. Take a look. Double check. I don't want to be giving off bad information. It's, it's a
3: seven, and it looks like this
2: this dinosaur is going to get the shocker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on there? But. yeah, We'll have to take a picture of that and show you guys. So here we are. We're in our hotel room. I'm feeling good. Oh, yeah. We were at the top of our game last night. We yeah. met two people who
3: have heard of the show. Yeah, we, we, we apologized to them. Yeah. I think we had to buy them. You know, one of them left something. a bad
2: review on iTunes. That's so. <laughs> After meeting these guys, <laughs> I revised my previous two-star to
3: one-star. We wound up rolling into the bedroom about, I would say, two-ish. Yeah, right we did. Right when the bar
0: closed.
3: <laughs> and then Tom fell asleep on me. <laughs> no, that's not true. You would never have survived. It's true. I mean, on me, what I mean, is, mean to say is he fell asleep. Yes. And, uh, and then uh, we woke up. Read stories very quickly. And here we are. Stuffed coffee in our faces. Yep. And uh this is fresh as a daisy. This is as good as this show
2: could possibly get. I can't imagine how this could get better. But uh well what the fuck? Like let's, let's do let's, it. Let's do this thing. Yeah. So this first story comes from the Huffington Post. Thousands petitioned to cancel TLC's nineteen kids and counting over stars anti LGBT sentiments. And my very first thought when I read this was you know, in order to counter this, they basically just have to get their own kids to sign an opposite <laughs> petition. You,
3: <laughs> it's their kids and their first cousins, and it's right. fine. It's yeah, it. It's I mean, it. that's basically like the state of Rhode Island. I, mean, I was just going to say, actually, that's like the state of Alabama.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're probably more accurate. You're, I may be more numerically accurate, yeah. but I think you've
3: beat me there yeah, on geography. Certainly
2: geography-wise. Yeah.
3: I don't even know where they're from. but
2: So shockingly, uh, the, the, the Duggars who have more than a dozen and a half children. Yeah. Like, you, right. you actually could not go to the store. You could not fit all of them in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't go to the Jewel or whatever and buy a container of eggs large enough to give them all one egg. <laughs> you had to, like, split eggs. You got, that's crazy, man. Yeah. 19 fucking kids. The wee ones only get half an egg. <laughs> Shockingly, this is a uh, staunchly conservative couple right and as most staunchly conservative couples they are homophobic right right? like because that's like that's part of that culture like we got a jillion children and we're kind of awful so like i don't even know why it's as surprising like if somebody was like i got 19 kids oh guess at my political affiliation all right uh Really? And yeah. I'm not saying like only large families, but I mean like a family like this? Sure. A family that big. 19? 19 is very
3: large. That is all. I mean, that's. 19's like a like a full classroom at certain
2: colleges. This is like a Genghis Khan level it of is. children. <laughs> like,
3: it's like a Sultan level this of is,
2: children. You know, I, I, I actually, I, I, you look at this and you think like, can you imagine if this dude was a polygamist? Like, because that's nineteen with one wife. Oh my gosh! Like, what if he had, you know, three or four wives? Just this start his own army, uh, right? He'd basically just be like, "Yeah." Uh, so I've got, I don't even know. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> just can't, are we even naming him at this point? He has one of those clickers just to count him. Every he, time
3: one comes out of the vagina, he's just like a chink, a chink. It's like the guy who counts cars as they
2: go by right, on the road. Exactly. He has one of those clicker things. That you know, a couple of weeks ago we made a joke that like women are not like puppy mills. Yeah. <laughs> except, I feel like revising my except statement. Except, maybe. Uh, I, I feel like if we are going
3: to sign some sort of petition every time some conservative weird family on TV... Uh, does this? You're not going to have any television shows left with conservative weird families, but because hmm. look at look at what happened with Phil Robertson. He yeah, said right. some hateful stuff. Mm-hmm. Some people posted. It's funny because on the 76 kids and counting or whatever page, yeah, right? They they said post a picture of your you as a couple. And this they, kind of blew yeah, up a little bit, and they yeah. wound up a bunch of people posted pictures of. Themselves as uh, inner uh, as same sex couples, they posted pictures Mm -hmm. of it, and they got deleted and banned from the Facebook page. Shocking! Shocking! Who would have seen such a thing coming? I don't know that that's a big deal to be honest with you. It's it's a Facebook page. You can't participate with people you don't like. Boo! Okay, right. Yeah, Yeah. I know. Uh, But uh, it's censorship. No, it's a private. It is. a private page. It's a page that they maintain, and I don't care whether or not I get a chance to go tell them that they're jerks about it. Right. Uh, But I I think that there's plenty of these conservative families on that get these deals with these... I mean, the Palins had their own show, the <clears throat> Phil Robertson... I, I'm sure if we really look through and started naming, I'm sure Honey Boo Boo's family wasn't... Yeah, they're... they're, they're they don't come from a blue state, Jesus. and they certainly probably didn't have uh, that sort of I don't know mindset. what direction human thumbs vote, though. You
2: know? <laughs> like, is that...
3: They got to press the ballot. <laughs> but
2: just, but just, I don't. They haul it out, just just mash at this lamp. <laughs> <laughs> they have to have bigger buttons where they're from.
3: <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't feel like this is a big deal in a lot of ways. And whether or not something comes of this may or may, it may or may not happen. I don't think that that's enough people to sway TLC. From doing right. something like this, it's it's a small it's a small viewership. Their viewership is probably much larger than the amount of people they had signed this petition.
2: Well, you know, twelve thousand five hundred people say like, yeah, we didn't like this, and it's you know like okay, well that's a drop in the bucket when you look at a ratings. You know, that's twelve thousand five hundred active people, but those people probably weren't watching this show anyway. There's probably a lot of that, you know? know. So it's not like it's like oh we lost these viewers. If you signed the petition, would anybody would it matter? It wouldn't mean anything. I don't watch the Me show. too. If I signed yeah. it, would it matter? It means nothing. Yeah. It's like. It's like saying like that food you don't like and you weren't gonna eat. Sure. I'm not gonna eat that food. Like Okay, well like the eggnog industry is not going out of business because I don't want eggnog. Yeah. Like they're still chugging along, producing their poisons. Chugging. Chugging. Don't ever use chugging and eggnog in the same sentence. (laughs) Oh God. That's oh well, I don't know, is that better than sipping it? I don't (laughs) you know, like What's no? What is the,
3: like, if you I just, had, I just think it has, doesn't have the viscosity for it, or oh. it has the, too much viscosity for you to chug. Like, I think the sip is what you have to do. I get, but here's the thing. Just by physics, physics has constrained you to the sip.
2: I, I feel like, though, if you are in a position where you are consuming eggnog, you, you have Cursed clearly, you your life. Right. Yeah. So, something terrible has happened. <laughs> You know, you've been kidnapped by ISIS. Walking dead times. Right. Yeah. It's the road. Sure. You know, I think like this is like a Cormac McCarthy style dystopia. If you have to have (laughs) like the only thing you find because it just won't rot. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like raining ash every day. And like people are like, what'd you have? Baby soup. And you're like, what'd you have? Eggnog. You're like. Would you like some of the baby soup? So much, please. The guy, the guy who ate the baby soup is just shaking. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, you're a monster!" <laughs> all the other villains are like looking at you sideways. Like one guy, like raises his patch to like <laughs> give you like a shows
3: difference. you the empty socket of his eye. Right.
4: I don't want to get into debate about the climate change, but I will just simply point out that I think in academia we all agree that the the, the temperature on Mars is exactly as it is here. Uh, nobody will dispute that. Yet there are no coal mines on Mars. There's no factories on Mars that that, that I'm aware of. This so
2: story comes from Salon.com. House Republicans just passed a bill forbidding scientists from advising the EPA on their own research. <laughs> <laughs> How does that work? So basically, this is, as, as it was pointed out um, in the House, and this is going to get vetoed. Like, it's not going to go anywhere. This is part of the... The long fucking dark that will envelop this country for the next two years as the house like does meaningless shit I would say for political a, points. I would say it's a game of tennis,
3: but it's really like watching a game of Pong, one of those old-timey Pong right? games. It's it's completely uninteresting, and nothing ever happens. Yep. They play tic-tac-toe against each other.
2: Yes. It, it's, absolutely- it's, like it's always a tie. Yeah. Like, okay.
3: It's so, so terrible. But this particular story... The problem with it isn't that it, it, it's going gonna, gonna to go somewhere. The problem is is that if it were to go somewhere, right. it is absolutely the worst possible thing you could do.
2: Yeah, that is kind of the downside of it. Yeah. You know, that it's, that it's unbelievably awful, yeah. like that there's no redeeming quality to this. You know, I, I will say that um, speaking on the House floor Tuesday, um, Representative Jim McGovern summed up what was going on. I think this is great. This is directly from the article. Quote, I get it. You don't like science, he told Bill's sponsor, uh, Representative Chris Stewart. And you don't like science that interferes with the interests of your corporate clients. But we need science to protect public health and the environment. That's like, good for you, man. I mean, good for calling that shit right out and being like, this is an anti- Science bill. Science bill. Yeah. You know, and it's part of the larger, like, distrust on the right that is part... Like, they they foment a distrust of intellectualism. They foment a distrust of uh, any kind of position that is nuanced or difficult to come by. Like, instead, it's like, yeah, we got this down-home old folksy good-timing sort of stuff going on. It's like, that's not how the
3: world works. Or even worse, and it hints at it in this article, they... Instead of finding scientists to talk about these things, the scientists who did this research to talk about these things, they find experts in the corporate industry to come in and talk about this research, which clearly has a slant based on that. And you could say that the scientist, of course, has a slant on his own research, clearly. But at the same time, who better to explain their own research? Have more than one scientist. It's okay to have. That's what journals do, it turns out. Yeah is they have more than one scientist look at those things, run it through a peer-reviewed cycle, and then approve it. So if it gets past that, chances are it's certainly going to pass muster with these fucking toe heads that are up because <laughs> they have no idea what they're talking about. I mean, have you ever heard these people talk to the scientists and blatantly disregard everything they they say just yep. so they could get their talking point in? It's the most infuriating I thing know. to watch them talk to scientists. I've never seen somebody so willfully ignorant talk to someone and have, and have a conversation that is, that would be outmatched by a, Particularly intelligent seven-year-old.
2: Right, yeah. I, yeah, I, I know, man. It, it, and it's just like they, they, they call the scientist to testify or, or to give some kind of, not because they actually want to hear. Like, they're not there to listen. They're never there to listen. Nope. They're there to, to make a speech. Yep. And so it's like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ostensibly have this hearing or this you know, uh, you know, investigative committee and you're going to show up and you're going to talk and I'm going to give you your 15 minutes that I told you I'd give you. And when you're done with that, I'm going to fucking speechify for sure, a long sure. time about, you know, like, well, we can't take away anything from the coal industry or everybody in Kentucky will die. Or they and start, start like, saying some stupid shit.
3: They say some stupid shit. Uh, they'll say, oh, well, you know, it's the same temperature on Mars that oh it is on Earth. Or they'll, they'll mess up some fact. Right. And they'll make, they'll make some soundbite out of it. And the people who don't know anything better may right. possibly think it's a true statement. They they throw out those weird facts like the global wobbling thing that they were talking. Did you see this? There was a guy. He was one of the EPA's, uh, or not, I don't know if he was EPA or something, but he was a climate person, one of these climate scientists. Sure, knew his backwards and forwards, knew the climate uh, debate, and knew what the most important things were. Sat in front of this committee, and this person, uh, one of the senators, said, "Well, I talked to a person." and he i talked to a learned person whatever it was some some <clears throat> scientist at some place and he said that the global temperature models that we use do not include global wobbling and global wobbling is a real thing that can alter temperature on in on the earth and the scientist admitted he said yes we do not include global wobbling on our on our models and yes global wobbling can increase or decrease the temperature of the earth in, uh, in drastic ways. However, our models are only a couple thousand years. We don't do long-term models. And global wobbling happens over a geologic time span. So it does not happen within the models right. that we're putting. So we don't factor for it because it's a non-factor. And he could not understand that. He kept saying the same thing over. But global wobbling can affect the climate and can change it a couple degrees. He kept saying the same thing, and right. the scientists kept responding with, "Yes, over a long period of time it can." However, these are very short models. You can't put it in there. It's, it's this, it's, it's this willful ignorance, wanting to be right, wanting to show that it's not a factor that global that glo- that climate change isn't a thing, and they want to make sure that they're right. It's never any any sort of trying to get to the bottom of an issue. It's just trying to make sure that they come on top on that issue, right?
0: It's like it's always been the little women that caught the vision of giving, beginning with Jesus himself, out of their private means. Some of you little precious ones have that little grocery money, some of that little money set aside. Assure tonight the blessings of God on your family by giving it to God and speaking that. Say it. God, this is for blessings on my
2: family this guy's outfit is fucking I glorious. love this man, so this story comes from the national post um and <laughs> he looks like he's wearing a bedsheet i i don't understand like this guy is i mean it's like he just for the first time in his life gained vision, and the first color was purple <laughs> and he was just so enamored it was like. It was like a guy with like a like a corneal implant, right. like has been blind his whole life, and like had like that moment like it was like they take the bandages off <laughs> and it's like the fucking, you know, birds are singing, and it's like, oh, the angels and the shaft of light from the clouds, yeah. and like he's just like purple. Dress me all in purple. <laughs> a purple. Or he came from Pleasantville. <laughs> right? And, yeah. Right, Uh, Ottawa priest who stole more than one hundred and thirty thousand dollars from church welcomed back. Welcomed back after release from jail. He stole a lot more than one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. He stole at least four hundred thousand dollars, but it could be up to one point six million. Tom, minor details, Cecil. Um, So this guy, he's a thief, right? He's just a thief. Like he stole from his, he stole from his parishioners, and not only that, like you know, in this in this article, they talk about like. You know, he pleaded guilty to theft and fraud charges um, after originally, like, claiming his innocence, right? So he's a liar. Sure. You know, and he's a fucking thief. Thief. And not only did he steal, like, he didn't steal from, like, fucking Wally World, right? Like, he stole directly from the people who had entrusted him or his organization, with their hard-earned dollars, probably because he stands in front of the pulpit and preaches the virtue of tithing, knowing the whole time that he's doing it that he is stealing their tithes. Right. And they welcomed him back. I almost feel, in this
3: situation, that there's this... uh, There there should be someone in there with that fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me sort of mentality, because... At a certain point, don't you think, he clearly did not spend a lot of time in jail. The punishment he received did not make him feel much shame if he's coming back and being welcomed back to the parishioners. Right, yeah, he's like, here I am again. Who's to say he's not going to do it again if he gets put in front of any kind of money? And the, one of the things that they say in this article, and this may or may not be true, but one of the people su- suspected that he had addictions, my suspicion is gambling addictions, yeah, who knows? that he spent this money on. I I I understand that forgiveness is important, and I get I get what for, what forgiveness does. It's not for the person you're forgiving; it's for yourself. You forgive so that you feel better right. about, uh, and you can move on. It's a forgiveness isn't isn't a tool for the person who did the crime. It's a, forgiveness is a purpose for the victims. It's for the people who want to get past that moment and just let it go. And they have to eventually move past it and forgive people. And I understand that it's an important part of all this. But forgiving and then welcoming, I think, are two totally different things. And it weirds me out that they're willing to just wave goodbye to these hard-earned dollars that they had, and and welcome him back in such a way. It feels disingenuous. It feels weird.
2: Well, here, what, what strikes me, Cecil, is that it's one thing to welcome him back into your community, but to welcome him back into a position of moral and uh, just moral what he's authority, dealing. yeah. You know, he's not coming back and like sitting in the pew. He's coming back and is going to stand. I I can't even imagine how that would work. You know, like, first of all, if I stole $400,000 from my job, it's not like I could come back later and be like, can I have my job back? I totally went to jail. Yeah. So I, I, I totes promise I won't yeah. do it again. <laughs> like they call you in for your yearly review. Yeah. And they're like, okay, so uh, Bob, you did a great job. I uh, feel like this year has been a good year for, for you, for the company. want to say thank you for the late hours you put in. I know that some of those late hours were spent stealing from the company. Uh, would prefer on a go forward basis. Go forward, yeah. That uh, you steal less <laughs> this year. <laughs> from us where we actually budgeted less, we're not saying you can't steal no 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 i mean yeah. it's, it's we, we know this is a, a longer process this yeah. is a you know we're really looking at this as like a, a long-term goal for you and sure, for the company sure, yeah. but we did budget less of your stealing <laughs> in 2015 so if you could just keep it under budget yeah that's so all we're asking we'll let you know we did get you an admin assistant she can help you launder some of that money and actually do your dry cleaning as well so it's, she's good at both. Uh, we really, we think the world of you. So welcome back. I can't imagine getting back to your own organization after you've
3: already em- embezzled funds right. from your organization at all. Period. But evidently, in for life. It's like a gang.
2: Like, yeah, there's <laughs> nothing. in I the, can't the thug do. life over
3: here. Right. In the-
5: is trusting God important? It's the only thing that gets favor from Him.
2: He doesn't respond to pain or tears or heartache. He only responds to being believed. So this story comes from the Guardian. Uh, Religious extremism, the main cause of terrorism, according to report. And I'll read the very first opening, like subheading. Since 2001, religious extremism has overtaken national separatism to become the main driver of terrorist attacks around the world, according to the Global Terrorism Index. So, this seems to me to be an article that directly addresses a lot of the concerns that people have had that have you know, leveled like uh criticisms at people like Sam Harris, at, at us on occasion, at yeah. uh, anyone else who's willing, you know, or or interested in saying like, hey, you know, this is a significant cause, a significant motivator, a perpetuator of a lot of the violence sure. um that that's global. And everybody who says, no, 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 it's always political. It's it's a political you're misunderstanding when when a, a group of people calls themselves the Islamic State and sets up a caliphate and then sweeps over two and a half nations. You know, they're now in Libya. So, Well, that's going to work out good, <clears> I yeah. think. Sure. So People will be happy that uh, they're there, I'm sure. Yeah, well, I mean, they're grinning ear to ear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I can't even. There... Yes. Uh, that's yeah, a... it, is, it is tough to pose the heads in a that smile. That is a decapitation
3: joke yeah, if right. you missed it. But yeah. that's what so, that was. So the the <laughs> common complaint is that it is political. And right. that's what you hear all the time. Right. It's political, it's political, there's political underpinnings. And I'm not going to say that just because it's religious, it's also not political. That right. These things are mutually exclusive, because I do not think that they're mutually exclusive. But you have to blame religion for some of it. You've got to say that some of it is their motivation is religious. And, and some of their actions being taken in this type of insurgency and, and, and terrorist activity right. are based on what their religion says to do to other people and how they should handle that sort of thing. Right. It's all measured out by religion. So maybe it's, even if it doesn't have a 100% backing, the reason why we're doing this is religious. Yes, we're doing it for political power. Yes, we're doing it for regular power, et cetera. But how we're meeting this out, how we're handling this even, is sort of prescribed by our religion in general how we're handling captives, how we're handling people who say that they don't believe what we believe. Right. All those things that are, that we're calling people out for. I'm never calling them out for being a political force and taking over that sort of thing. That's, that's what they're doing. I, whenever I call them out, I'm always saying, Hey, you know, they wound up killing all these people because they said that they were apostates or they said that they were blasphemers where I'm they're They're killing them specifically for those reasons. I'm not the one saying it. Exactly. They're the ones right. saying it. And and research shows throughout the world when you do some of these uh, some of these Pew research polls show that when you ask people questions about Islam and you ask them some really seriously bad questions, such as should you kill people that leave the religion, should right. you, you'll see these Pew polls come back with mm-hmm. lots of people, not people in ISIS, just people in a country, right. will say things like. I agree with stoning. I agree with stoning people. I agree with adulterers getting killed. I agree with women being uh imprisoned for rape. I agree with killing apostates. These aren't people that are religious fundamentalists. These are just people who live in a country that happen to be a
2: large portion of the population. <clears throat> right. It's it's interesting too that you take a look at this and you, and you notice the fucking hockey stick yeah, graph I know. and it's like Welcome to 2001, man. I mean like what happened? Let's see. What can we think of yeah. that happened around then? You know, it's so it it's 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 so obvious that our um our war on terror went about as well as our war on drugs. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's like right, we're we're really bad at actually declaring war on ideas, mostly cuz ideas yeah. don't Yeah good yeah. at being warred against, it turns out. Like, you can't <laughs> drop a bomb on an idea. And for some reason, America can't figure that out. We're we just like, ah, we got big bombs. We can't drone strike our cocaine. No, think- that's not a thing you can do.
4: <laughs> Who's that guy on the other side of the glory
2: this story comes from the Raw story. Catholic leaders in St. Paul hid evidence of priest's child porn collection hmm. from police, huh. but only for 16 years. Yeah, right. This story nearly didn't make the cut. They only hid the evidence. It, you know, if it's, if it's less than two decades, I really am like, hey, they could still turn it over at any minute. Sure, yeah. You know, maybe Change they just ways. didn't get around to it. Yeah. I hear they're very busy, you know, so it, it could be like, oh, did we turn in... That priest's child porn collection to the police yet? It'll take like 10 minutes to make a call. Oh, no. No, we're too busy. We'll get to it next 16 years. To to explain how long ago this was, this child porn collection was on videotape. I know. Okay? It was on VHS. There are
3: people who don't even know what a videotape is. <laughs> they don't know that you had to rewind your porn in the back in those days. You, you couldn't scrub it. You couldn't just put a right. a thing on it and click forward. No, no,
2: no. You had to... Of yeah. course, watch and fast forward it, and that like that's even creepier, kind of because that means he had to physically get that tape from somebody, yeah, no, yeah, like he had to like meet somebody and be like, "Hey, man, do you have that child pornography I yeah, was looking for?" Right. Why, yes, I do, I have it on this video cassette in my trench coat yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, and and the the fact is you're you're right, he
2: has uh, this. This child, goddamn! What are they doing out there? This fucking like construction. Like we may as well like record an ad against gremlins. What
3: are you doing?
2: (laughs) And it's funny. It's like all centered right around our door.
3: It's 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 like whatever is going on happen. there. The 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 idea that he not only has uh, the child porn on a videotape, but then he also has to. It's like when you got caught with porn when you were a kid and you just immediately deny it. That's not mine. Right. Who's in your room? I'm not mine. I don't know where it came from. Right. Uh, the porn fairy left it. Right. I Isn't that yeah.
2: yours? I thought... <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought it was rude you left it in my room, to be honest. It's,
3: he also has awkward. a
2: videotape uh, of... And it's it's it's
3: it's funny, too, because you said he has to physically have right. somebody give him that tape. It's not like you can record off of TV... Boy, naked boys playing basketball. Right. That's not a thing. That's, that, not a that's not a That's not an Olympic game. <laughs> it's not part of FIBA. Like no matter what, that's not a thing. That's sponsored by anything else. So that's you know that's a pickup game. Some right? Yeah, that's you know, a, that's, yeah. A,
2: that's It's, it's skins, skins versus skins. skins.
3: <laughs> we're both going to the same place. But the the uh, the fact is, is that little kids were running around, flopping around, right? Dangerous game of basketball. That's a terrible way to opinion. play basketball. Because, it's not the only thing dribbling. I'll tell you that. Like, t- <laughs> the, the thing is, when you pass the ball, you normally pass it to center mass. You right, but if it goes a little low and you miss, it's a big fucking ball hitting a pair of little
2: balls, right? I, that's plus, never. If I'm good. running around, I want a little bit of support there. Yeah. Like I don't want to be just like, boom, who am I kidding? Uh, yeah, yeah, the, right. That's,
4: bling, bling, that's, bling,
2: bling, bling, bling. It's like a Newton's cradle. <laughs> <laughs> I was still like, you know, I, I, I can't imagine this priest, though, like with his video cassettes, like being mad that he hasn't rewound him, you know, like he's he pops him in, he's got his fucking box of tissues, he's got himself <laughs> all ready, he's like, I am going to now masturbate to child... Try- Oh, I got to rewind this thing. <laughs> He's got to put it in. He's one of those little car rewinders. Oh, yeah. sliding like, it underneath. He leaves yeah. it on his, in his car and it like melts. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> Every few minutes, he goes, whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> <It's "Wub, "Wub." laughs> He's adjusting the
3: tracking. You know, like, <laughs>
6: tracking. What
3: the fuck? It's so funny. There's somebody listening to you who doesn't know what There's the no fuck idea. you're talking about. I know. This is they is... think that the floppy disk symbol is actually a save symbol. They have no oh, idea th- that's that that actually, actually, like actually was a, a thing. 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 Yeah, there was a floppy disk thing. I... I'm amazed that they did not uh, do anything about it, and at the same time, completely not amazed right. that they did nothing about it. Cause well, they,
2: they did. They threw it away as porn. They said they did. Yeah, they treated him like a like a like a like a like you found your kids' porn collection. Right. It's exactly what they did. They're like, we <sighs> really shouldn't be doing this. I'm sorry. I'll apologize for him. Yeah. Can you not look at ch- I'm Like, wouldn't you be immediately worried? Like, you're not well. Like, even if. Even if you weren't going to call the cops, if would, I found if I found out, like, let's just say I was
3: happened to you, you pass your iPad over to me, and I have, and, and you say, go ahead and look it up on my iPad, and I click and I look it up on your iPad, and it happens to have a uh, it goes to, kitty porn bangers or something right, yeah, or whatever. whatever. I don't right. know, I, I don't know any kitty porn sites, proving that I do not
2: watch uh, kiddie porn, <laughs> right,
3: but it, it, I, it happens to go to some weird yeah. site. I would I think I would question you about that. That's a weird thing that I I, I mean. If it went to like uh, a, a website that was like anal fisting or something, I wouldn't question you because that's sure. two consenting adults. But if it's anal fisting with kids, you'd be like a little different. Yeah. But I, I feel I feel uh, that they should have gone forward with something. They just stopped. They said, "Oh well, we made him throw it away, and then that's it." And that, that's not enough. That's not enough for anybody else in the world. Right? How was it enough for you?
2: Yeah. If you're not going to call the cops, like at least I mean, that's what. The, that's the first and only thing you should do. It's be like this is this is grossly illegal. We need to call the police. You're you're you, you know you're perpetuating the victimization of children. That's what you're doing. Yeah. You're you're helping to create a financial market. Get him some help or right. something
3: at the very least. The, even that's if you, the
2: fucking bottom thing. Even to do. if you
3: don't throw him under the bus to get him jailed. Get him some help. Right. Get him a counselor. Get him a, a, somebody that has psychological training. And I don't want to see a spiritual director in there. Right. I want to see a real goddamn counselor and
2: have proof that you did it. And make sure and that he's that maybe he, yeah. I'll forgive you for that. Maybe, but, but he if, can't be in a position yeah, ever to ever. deal with kids. Like, yeah, that's it. Like suddenly he's.
3: I mean, you give him a position to cook the books, I guess. Then wow.
2: well, why can't you be? So one of those. The problem is you can't be fired from that job. I know. You know what I mean, it's like they're trying to be fired. They're doing their best. They're giving it hell. i tell you what. <clears throat> They're like that uh,
3: Seinfeld. Yeah, where he wears Babe Ruth's jersey and gets yeah, just a meatball on it. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, it's Babe Ruth's jersey.
2: Oh, yeah, it's child pornography. Oh, oh. yeah, that's all it is. Just, just sitting over here. <sighs> pornography.
0: Want to contact the guys? Go to DissonancePod.com to get links to their Google+, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. If you want to contact them directly, send an email to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Do you want to support the show? Go to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com com forward slash dissonance pod. Or click the link on the podcast homepage and you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per-episode basis. If you can't spare any money, take a second to give us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher or spread the word about the show. We want to send a big, heartfelt glory hold to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock.
2: This story comes from Right Wing Watch. Uh, Try to contain your surprise. Pat Robertson cures a neck injury via text message. Cecil, he's so effective, He surprised even himself. He did. Let's listen to him sound surprised. He's basically the spiritual equivalent of a dog finding his tail in this (laughs) clip. He's just like, oh my God, what did I do? That belongs to me. Oh man, this is the best day ever. Look at me go. This
3: is 700 Club, Pat Robertson.
0: 15-year-old uh, Michael of Madison, Alabama injured his neck playing a game of touch football. An x-ray was taken at the emergency room. There was a really bad sprain. The pain was quite severe, and he couldn't even turn his head. Michael received some physical therapy, and muscle relaxers were also prescribed, yet his neck still remained very stiff. Then, last month, his mother was watching The 700 Club when she heard you, Pat, give a word. There's a neck muscle that's been very painful. You've almost had to carry your head at a different angle because of the pain, Put your hand. Up there on the neck in the name of Jesus, healing right now. She quickly texted her son at school with the news. He read the text, claimed the word, immediately he was
3: healed. What I don't get is he said it, she quickly texted, and then he did the said he the words. Claimed the, word. claimed the words. What does that mean? Well, can't he just claim the words anyway? I don't know. Can't he just if 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 he if, why does Pat have to be the arbiter of who gets healed? Why is it Pat? I if he even, did it on his own, Pat wouldn't touch him
2: Yeah, I don't really know Like, What does claim to the word Like, that's my word, mine I well, claim that If
3: you lose a word at, like, say, a stadium You can then go, as long as you can identify it Without them showing it to you Right. You have to say, like, what case it was in <laughs> Like the font you have yeah. to, It was Comic Sans <laughs> uh, and, it, and the word was fuck Fuckknuckle <laughs> Well, uh, speaking of fuck knuckle, let's listen to the rest okay. of this clip. Now, she saw it and then they sent the text.
0: Yeah, that's how it's <laughs> on the telephone. <laughs> Did he I type love that.
2: A <laughs> uh, text message. And he, Pat Roberts is like, damn, I'm good. <laughs> Man, <laughs> on the telephone. I have heard of those, but I didn't think um, God was on Verizon. So
3: now <laughs> he's, he's going to ask her what a text is. Hold on. Healing okay.
0: by social media.
2: A text is not, not social, social media. media. <laughs> It's just a medium for transmitting if information. If she, if she got it by tweet, then yes. Maybe it was a
3: group text. It was a group, okay, fair that enough. Then it's a social media. Fair enough.
6: All right, now look, folks, <laughs> here's what the Bible says. Now get this. If two of you will agree on earth as touching anything that they shall as, it'll be done for them by my Father, which is in heaven. God is almighty. There's nothing impossible.
3: God's almighty. There's nothing impossible. Well, then why did he give me this stiff neck? Right, yeah. Because clearly I got a stiff neck plank. Touch football and touched a little hard, I guess. Right? That's a.
2: That's an aggressive touch. That's uh, an aggressive I'll tell
3: touch. tell you that much. Wait, was the priest playing? I don't even know. <laughs> he was 15. <laughs> <laughs> Were they
2: naked? The priest was just like, maybe we can make him stiff. It was naked touch football. Naked touch That's football. It,
6: he can heal cancer. He can heal leukemia. He can heal arthritis. He can heal any condition you've got in your body. Then why doesn't he fucking do it? What the fuck is he waiting for?
2: Why doesn't he just get rid of the viruses and bacteria that cause the vast majority of disease? The way God works, I think I have figured this out. Okay, is you have to you have to get really really sick, sure, so that you know that you don't want to be really really sick, right? Because it's not something you would be able to know in the abstract, right? I think you're onto something. Because I don't know, I've never had leukemia, sure, you know, and I've but never if you did. Right. you might not like it.
3: Is but what it, you're saying?
2: Yes, I might not, but who knows? Yeah, maybe it. Maybe I'll write a heartwarming New York Times bestseller. About my experiences having leukemia, and the little boy next door who comes over, sure, yeah. and the warming friendship that a dying man makes with the in that, and that will give meaning to his life, yeah, and yours as and well, and mine, yeah. You know, and so, and all. right, we'll yeah. have like the the one tier moment, and yeah. it'll be made into a lifetime movie, and then right. we'll all have been worthwhile. Sure. So I don't want to be cured of <laughs> terrible illnesses until I've had a chance to suffer. Gotta for recognize, a while. Right. that it's not a good thing. Now I think it's important to note, yeah. that. He can cure all the stuff that you can't see, that basically is like, sure, sure. S- like he can cure like symptoms and stuff that's yeah, hidden. Yeah, like lumps and... But God hates people that step on landmines. Yeah. Because oh, those, those are actually holy landmines. Yeah. And he was putting those there for later. Yeah. And when you step on them, it's fucking rude. It's, it's like eating his roast beef sandwich out of the fridge. Right. It's just fucking rude. Yeah, it's like, this is just to say, <laughs> you have stepped on the landmine <laughs> that I planted. That I was saving for
4: later. <laughs> oh, no.
2: And which I was saving for it's later. The red wheelbarrow. That's awesome. Forgive me. Your legs are gone. It was so bloody. <laughs> so bloody. And so, so ragged yeah. of a stump.
3: And so disgusting. Yeah, it, if that's the case, you're right. Why not heal something that is perfect? Heal someone's uh,
2: third-degree burns. Right. We just, they just wake up and just like, I'm not third-degree burned anymore. Perfectly perfectly or yeah, oh, the acid victims. Yeah, the acid victims. Yeah. Anything that you can see, he'll heal a one time, yeah. just one time, heal in anything at all that you can see. Although, didn't, didn't that one woman say that like the little finger started to grow back? Like, remember this from a few years ago that like, like a, grew back like the nub of a finger or yeah, something?
3: Yeah, yeah. That was the same woman who makes spaghetti though, I think. I think it was, yeah. Who yeah, just wishes more spaghetti to come around.
6: And-, and he made you, he can fix you. And he just said, would you believe me? So right now, would you please join with us? Wendy and I are going to join hands, and we're going to agree together. And I'll ask you to agree with us. Yes. Father, thank you, God. I join hands with my sister in Christ right now, in Jesus' name. In mm. Jesus' name. Yes, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Oh my, somebody's got a lump. It is a tumor in your abdomen. Put your hand over that area. And that tumor's going down and disappearing, even as we speak. You'll feel heat in the name of Jesus. Lord God, a a hacking cough is being healed as a fungus in your lung. The Lord has Mm. just burned that out. Mm.
0: Wendy, There's a a lady, you've discovered a lump in your breast and you're very scared. And the Lord is healing you right now. Just receive that healing. It's not serious.
2: Oh my God, it's not serious. Oh good, I'll just forestall medical treatment and testing of the lump. Because that woman on the fucking seven hundred club just told me it's not serious. And let's not pretend that only one person could
3: possibly be in that situation, right? How many people does that? How many viewers viewers watch that show? What's their age demographic? What's their chances of having uh, something, uh, some kind of lump? They're not giving a time frame, so it could have been a, a lump that they found months ago that they're. Right, That they're not, and because they say just, just doesn't mean anything. Right. So it could have been months ago that they found it, and they're still afraid to go to the doctor. But now they're not going to go because they touched it because some jackass on fucking TV said it's healed now. Right.
2: Oh, don't Fuck worry. It's you. not serious. It's yeah.
3: not serious, Cecil. Fuck you. Yeah. You just, fu- you could, you might have just killed someone. There's a possibility you just killed someone. Right. They certainly lost their fucking tit <laughs> Right. out of this deal.
2: It's ridiculous. ridiculous. How is this not, how is this not criminally negligent? To make this shit up. To just lie to these people. Because just it's not make a it single up. person.
3: You're broadcasting it. So you're not specifically saying it to one person. You just happen to be saying it to millions of people who may be taking this to heart. How about the person who has somehow has some weird shit happening with their lungs? And right. now they're not going to go get that checked out because it's been healed by And I'll tell you
2: what, man. If you got a fungus in your lungs... Like, that's crazy serious. Like, that's like, yeah. hey, remember that lung capacity you used to have? Might not get that back. Who knows? Perhaps or you'll die. Lump on your abdomen. Right. I don't know any really good things that come out of that. Yeah. I yeah. got several lumps on my abdomen. Let me tell you. I just it's, call that my abdomen. Yeah. Like, that's just, I'm just like, oh, I'm just bulbous. Like, I just, like, that's like, I, every time when I eat a cheeseburger, you can actually see yeah. it form a new yeah. cell. Like, it's. Just, I don't call it a six
3: pack. I call it a pound of butter. <laughs> there it you go. It's, like- it's actually just nubs of butter. It's like little butter rosettes under the skin. There you go. It's yeah. like, oh, that's my Lando Lakes right
4: there. That's good. <laughs> what? That's-
1: the point is, is that we've got to rewrite the federal government. Now, this is not going to happen overnight. It took 130 years to bring us to where we are today. It could probably take 50 years to turn it around. If we, but if we stand on the Constitution, then everything
2: else comes together. This story also comes from Right Wing Watch. Louis Gomert claims Obama and the liberal attack people. I like that. Want violence and mayhem. Are you one of the liberal attack people? I was trained as a liberal attack person.
3: I used to have to jump up and bite that arm. Right. That was was a big, fluffy arm that you had to bite. And I had to shake my head a lot when I did it. Right. And then shook. It was yeah. It was a very
2: intense regimen of training that I went through to be a liberal attack. They like person. had you like behind like a door. You're like Arr, <laughs> Arr. and then they like they got like a conservative like wearing the attack suit. <laughs> it's like it's like a like out poster of like Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. Like, All they had to do was put anybody in an
3: expensive suit. Yeah. There and you then go. And a red him. tie. Yeah. And a red yeah. tie. Yeah. Power suit with a red tie. And then they were painted brown. Sort of had a brown color bronzer <laughs> oh, no. on. And then, and then I went right that's after it. Him. Yeah.
2: yeah. I went right after him. It's attacked him. So see, so we should listen to this.
3: We should listen, but uh, Gomert just goes off here. He's talking to uh, Dan Kofall, and uh, this is from Dan Kofall's show, uh, and uh, and he talks about some civil disobedience stuff. It's a little long of a clip, but we think it's worth listening to. But this is. Uh, he's talking to uh, representative louis gomert from
4: texas did you see senator coburn's comments today that he expe- after the president announces this order on immigration he's saying that civil disobedience and violence is more than likely to occur
1: uh i i i don't i don't anticipate that you know the civil disobedience comes from the left they're the ones that that loot and shoot up and you know Uh, shoot up stores and do all kinds of things like that the left
2: do they own more guns than the other side I know right like (laughs) there's civil disobedience what he's I mean what he's saying and veiling it like he's saying it's it's black people that are rioting and the black people are democrats so yeah they're democrats automatically that's that's what he's saying
1: you know you look at the conservative gatherings we even pick up our own trash so
2: they even picked up we even pick up our own trash which we normally leave for the Mexicans (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) Sorry, that's terrible. Oh, no. Uh, but it
1: could be that this president is doing all he can to get get uh, conservatives who remember the country when presidents didn't exceed their bounds and, and wish we would go back to those days. It may be enough to, to make them that angry, but I hope not. I hope there's no violence so that we can do this legally. And the other thing that we need to do is go ahead and file a lawsuit uh, it, with this Supreme Court, one case they'll say you got standing, another case they'll say you don't. There is no consistency in, in this court, so you've got to go ahead and try because this could be one where they say, "Yeah, you're you're so far outside the bounds
3: of the Constitution, Mr. President, we got to help bring you in."
4: Yeah what uh, what happened to John Boehner's threat to file a lawsuit? It
2: fucking didn't go anywhere because right. it was fucking baseless. <laughs> that's that's exactly what happened. Is like. What happened to his threat? Well, it turned out to be an empty threat. Yeah. Yeah. So empty threats are often empty.
1: Uh, Well, I think we we can still do that. And uh, that's what I would uh, anticipate. One of the things we can do. But the other is just make it a crime to uh, spend any money. This
3: guy sounds like a fucking drunk grandpa. Every time I hear him speak, I think the man is inebriated and so old he doesn't know how to think anymore. That's what I that's how I. That's how I even come. How does he even come close to being a representative? With I was going to say,
2: it's a good thing he's not in a position of incredible authority, except that he's in a position of incredible authority,
1: effectuating the president's uh, illegal promises. And uh, then you put a Statue of Limitations. Do you call
2: it a Statue of Limitations? I thought it was a Statue of Limitations. Like just <laughs> standing there like, oh, that's a beautiful statue. What's that one of? Oh, that's the Statue of Limitations. The Statue of Limitations. Of limitations.
1: Yeah. It's out there far enough that you'll actually get a real Justice Department instead of the President's uh,
4: largest criminal defense firm in the world <laughs> last question my friend yeah because you didn't say anything with the first two <laughs> last question my friend is Are our, our uh, republicans in washington concerned about uh, ferguson are we concerned about ferguson yeah well if they're not no
2: right with what i'm really trying to do is stir up some shit yeah clearly and, they're not yeah and, and even he said like yeah do i think that's going to happen no but he's like he's like oh, i don't want to let it go what i really want to say is do you think the black people are going to riot and if so, how much rioting will they do? Maybe. Right. They're known for it. They've done it in the past.
3: Right.
4: Tonight are are they concerned that that uh, if, if there is violence, if they if he is n- uh, no build, are they concerned that that will spread across the country and and lead to maybe even martial law depending upon how badly the uh, violence spreads? Well, obviously
1: the president and the attorney general have have done all they could to help stir up animosity and fuel the fire and 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 getting people angry at police where they shouldn't have uh but uh then I hope and pray that doesn't happen. It may happen in Ferguson because obviously they brought in the the liberal attack people that just uh create all the havoc and mayhem they can right, but I hope and pray that doesn't spread anywhere else i I'm sure they wanted to. I'm sure that people would love to have the federal government intercede but i just I, I, I would beg conservatives not to get sucked into that trap don't go there don't go there let's do it legally in the end we will be better off and this administration will be totally exposed for who and what they've been doing
2: what does any of that mean don't you understand that the liberal media or the liberal attack people the liberal attack people yeah Oh, hold on one second. A shiny, happy liberal attack people?
3: Yeah, I suggest you leave immediately.
6: Or what? You'll release the dogs, or the bees, or the dogs with <laughs> bees in their mouth, and when they bark, they shoot bees at you. Well,
5: go
1: ahead, do your
5: work. When
2: you hear that, it's like the liberal attack people are coming. <laughs> with the dogs and the bees and the dogs to shoot the bees it's like what are you talking about you're yeah. just yeah you're just saying stuff and like the one guy's like do you think that the the violence will spread nationwide and then we'll have martial law remember the never martial law we had yeah the time we doesn't, didn't have martial law like even like during like the 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 race riots you know during like all of the strife and difficulty that this country has gone through you know, through the uh, civil rights era, through so many different pieces like the, the Vietnam War protests, through, you know, all of the different pieces that this country has gone through and all the times that we've vehemently disagreed with one another. It's never come down to martial law like this is just fear mongering. It's like, well, what about if if they all rise up? And then it's like, it's not a fucking slave rebellion. Like, I'm not worried about it. Like, they're not going to, like, take over my plantation. Right. What the fuck? I'm not worried about that shit. I don't worry about the violence that other people will inflict randomly upon my person because of a decision made in Washington. I
3: I don't even understand where this guy's coming from. It seems like all they're trying to do is just hit a hornet's nest and trying to spark something. They want to make—it's all this polarization— that they they have to wind up on top. They have to make sure that they make the other side look bad. You heard how he ends. We've got to expose them for who they are. We've got to expose. What are you going to expose? The only thing you're going to do is create a narrative that you can sell to your side. And then you're going to sell that narrative. And everybody's going to believe it because they they don't bother to check. They don't bother to pay attention. And then they immediately just suck this narrative up. We're listening. to You speak here. You're the one saying it. And you clearly come right out and say, We gotta I mean he might as well just say we gotta we gotta write a different narrative. If they're not buying that one, we'll write a new one. We'll just keep writing
2: them. Just keep going, man.
3: You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth.
2: You can't handle the truth. This story comes from right wing watch. Michael Savage. Obama wants to become dictator of the world. And I thought, that's kind of cool. I wanna fly. Like, so if we all get one power, Obama's power is dictator of the world. I'd like to fly. I don't know if you would choose invisibility, Cecil, or flying. Invisibility. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Because I'm kind of a perv. It's
3: so. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason people choose invisibility. They right. just don't want you to know. They just like basically yeah. want to like live out porkies. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> they want to stick their. go to the Glorial? How does that work? There is a glory hole in Porky's, by the way. Is there? I've actually There's never a glory seen glory hole in Porky's. So, that's it's awesome. it's really a hole that's in the women's showers that they're looking through, but one of the guys oh, I sticks see. his right. member through there. I gotcha. Um, also known as his dick. <laughs> St- so member was a euphemism <laughs> then well, for, for penis. Not a, not like a member it's, it's, of his crew. Right. It doesn't actually yeah, like it was yeah, it was right. his own. It wasn't his and members then, only jacket. And then nobody sucks on it. It turns out. Uh, Beulah Ballbreaker that's her name grabs a hold of it she's the tough old gym lady grabs a hold of it and won't let go and pulling him banging oh gotcha so it's a sort of slapstick slap Uh, dick let's call it a slap slap dick dick comedy comedy, I gotcha I sort of set the scene up very nicely speaking of slap dick comedies um, Michael Savage can't stop slapping his own dick all the time I hate this guy by the way this is our first clip I think of using Michael Savage he has a show uh, Savage It's not Savage Love No it's, That's a uh, very different show It's Michael Savage's He has a podcast It's not Mythbusters it, either yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He has He has a show though And it's It's, it's crazy Straight out of there, nut Nuthouse Right wing Venom Is all it I got is. This guy yeah. is A total nut hut But I want to play a clip From Savage uh, From Savage's show Michael Savage's show He's talking about Obama becoming The dictator of the world So what is Obama Setting up here
5: Well, let's deal with this together. First of all, Obama's a young man. And assuming he does uh, retire at the end of his term uh, in a couple of years, he has a long life ahead of him. Do you think he's going to retire? Do you think he's going to take up golf? Do you think he's going to become a talk show host? Do you think a megalomaniac like him is going to just settle down and write a book? No, he wants to take over the world. He's angling for the job of the... United Nations presidency, and so therefore...
3: United Nations presidency? What? what kind of power does the United Nations presidency have?
2: What I don't think any megalomaniac would be satisfied with that type of power. That's the thing. It's like he's angling for the job of United Nations presidency so he can be impotent. Like, really? <laughs> like, what the fuck? I mean, like... This is clearly not in the can handbook. Right. Um, he's, it's, it's, he's taking this right out of the pages. I'm curious what step two is, yeah. <laughs> because that's step one. Is like step down from your current position of authority <laughs> exactly. into a position of lesser authority. So you, become, you, you actually have power and become a figurehead. Right.
5: Great. Oh, yeah. well done. Every speech that he gives, you must listen to it through the ears of the massive populations of Muslims. And
3: Africans in the world. Those two things aren't mutually exclusive, by the way. There's plenty of Africans that are Muslims. Why is he singling out the Africans? Well, it's the Africans because it's Barack Hussein Obama who came from Kenya Kenya.
2: or whatever. Right. Yeah, I forgot about that. And
3: understand that
5: Obama is speaking to them. He's not speaking to you. In fact, he's condemning you. He told you your election didn't count. He said that those of you who voted really don't, re- don't represent
3: America, so he's not going to listen to you. This guy sounds like the kind of guy you would ask to fix your alternator in your car. Yeah, right? Doesn't he have that set tone of voice of somebody who's trying to tell you that not only do you have to fix the alternator, but the battery shot too? <laughs> he is speaking to another audience. He marches to a different drummer.
5: And my friends, if you look at it from the point of view of what I'm describing to you today... You'll say, "Hey, I never heard that before," which you haven't. And number two, it'll all fall in place for you. Obama wants to become dictator of the world.
3: <laughs> I don't know how that.
2: What's the progression? United <laughs> Nations president to dictator of the world. Dictating the world. Hello, world. It's me, your president. Hmm. Maybe he's dictating. Oh, the there world. you go. So dictation.
3: Uh, take a dictation, yeah. honey.
2: Like, it's the it gets hang somebody, on slaps him on the ass <laughs> tells him to go make a pot of coffee You walk into your office you hand your secretary <laughs> your hat <laughs> you know hand
3: Obama your hat and your coat <laughs> I want to see that report on my desk in 10 minutes
5: <laughs> after he leaves the presidency so he's crushing our military deballing our police changing the laws so that we have to defend ourselves and can't count on the government to defend us from the riots that are coming and all with an intent to run the United Nations as the world king, king of the world.
3: Wait, it was a dictator before. Oh, Which yes. is it going to be? It's, well, if it, if it goes on, he'll become emperor and then czar of the world. <laughs> czar. And then he'll eventually become Jesus. Right. And then God. Well, the Holy Ghost comes in there, too, somewhere. He'll I don't probably, know exactly how that is. Maybe he transitions from emperor to Holy Ghost, then Jesus, then God. That's probably how that goes. Is God the limit?
2: No, then he'll become God's God. <laughs> He'll become the god of the gods. The
3: god of God. God's yeah, God.
2: Barack Obama's got plans, man. He does. He, the thing is, he's ambitious. And that's a good thing. It's okay that he's ambitious. It's fine. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's a, he's an up-and-coming young man that, uh, what the fuck is wrong King with this King of the man?
3: world? King of the world, man. He's he going to stand on the Titanic <laughs> as it goes down and all his arms outstretched?
2: <laughs> he's going to die in the middle of the fucking frozen ocean, like, because he won't get Michelle on the...
3: Michelle Obama's hand. <laughs> it's on a door. She, he breathes his last breath. Right.
2: Don't what? forget. Uh, a rock. <laughs> don't forget. We could have both fit on the even door.
3: Know that's what she says, to be honest Who with you. Who cares? Me. I don't
2: know. We could have both fit on the door, though. <laughs> Just saying. We, didn't, we yeah. didn't really try. Is there any way I could get on there with you? No, there's not enough room. There's clearly enough room right. up there. Listen, I'm not actually asking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying I'm a lot stronger than yeah. you, Michelle Obama, and yeah, I'm going to push you off this door. There's so many guys
3: have flipped over those inflatable rafts. I was just thinking, <laughs> oh, you know, why can't they flip over that door? I it's don't
2: get it. Ridiculous. Yeah. Well, you, can't, you don't have a bottom of the pool to push off That's true, off yeah, of you don't ocean. have a thing. Yeah, God, it's, it's just a You just can't get the, the, oomph, the that oomph, oomph that you need. That you need oomph. Yeah. So Obama's going to be dictator of the world, and I, for one, look forward to our uh, Kenyan-born <laughs> Overlord. So I think that's.
3: What is he going to do as dictator? Well, the he'll world?
2: do all the same things that the United Nations is able to accomplish now. Nothing. But he'll do it unilaterally. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. So he'll be able to make himself a peanut butter sandwich unilaterally. Would it be, it'd be awesome if he became the UN president and countries
3: just started giving up their sovereignty to the, to the UN then? Right. They just, the president looks and says, there's nothing i can do better than barack obama the guy who clearly didn't really act for the last 6 years in america who i guess tore the teeth out of the military i didn't realize that did you that. really you didn't notice didn't know yeah. that i mean they're only spending billions of dollars on fucking uh on airplanes we don't need right
2: he, yeah but he gave away all of our missiles and weapons oh, did he? we don't all we have left is is like one taser he gave him to like some guy in uganda right that's it. Just, just and he subtle. has no idea what to do with them. And the all. guy's not even like a leader of anything. Right? It's he's all just quite heavy. It's just in his farm yeah. field. Yeah. It's <laughs> like I don't. This doesn't even. Fit. I'd much rather have a corn. <laughs> <I> know, like, <laughs> this is much of this is terribly radioactive. Yeah. <laughs> I, what, what, nobody's going to give their sovereignty because he's not a very effective leader here. I know, right? It's like this is this is the same guy. I love when they're like, you know, you just wait. That's like we're almost out of time for your crazy conspiracies know, to come true. I am looking forward, really looking forward to when he's like when he's out of office. Yeah, I, I can't wait to review all the crazy shit people said would happen. Yeah, and none of it has come true. Let's start going through our old episodes,
3: looking for those particular right. Barack Obama stories, and see what it is that people said because it'll be like it'll be like the stories that we do uh, uh, at the beginning of the year, talking about the previous year's predictions. predictions yeah. yeah, it's yeah. it's very similar. Yeah. Uh, I. <laughs> Michael Savage, this is clearly not the most hateful thing he's ever said. It's a stupid thing, which is why we're talking about it. But if you ever get a chance to listen to that guy's stuff, my goodness, it is just absolutely awful. Just he's a bag a, of asshole. He is, that is guy? a real, real douchebag. <laughs> So we want to thank our newest patrons, of course. Uh, we want to thank all our patrons because we love that our patrons give us their hard-earned dollars. Uh, we appreciate every single uh, cent that all of you give us. But we want to thank our newest patrons, Derek, Ryan and Robin, Donna, Grant, Robin, Mitch... Jeff and Juan, thank you all so much. It, is, it just warms our heart that people uh, will give us their hard-earned dollars uh, to make this show. So you make this show possible, and we thank you very much.
2: Yeah, thank. You. It brings us to things like Skepticon. It puts gas in the car on the way down here and food in our massive, massive bellies, including, incidentally, pecan pie Pringles. Oh, yeah, those were not a That's, thing. That turns out to be one of Cecil's worst decisions, which is actually saying something. Like when you're when you're when, when you're, you're categorizing these bad that decisions, deep. yeah. When you're right. digging that deep, those
3: they had this weird fake maple flavor when you first put them in your mouth, and then they went to the dehydrated potato flavor yeah. right afterwards, and it felt like you were short circuiting your face. I, know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I actually didn't mind the fake fake maple flavor. I was like, yeah, I've had fake maple shit before. That's worse. Like I've you know, I've drizzled, you know, pounds of that on my own girth, you know, on accident. Sure, yeah, just yeah. Trying, you know, But like the weird, you're right, like, it's just not the potato and that don't get along. Like, but potatoes and sour cream? Sure. Yeah. Sour cream and onion chips? Okay, I gotcha. But would you ever be like, oh, man, I made baked potatoes. Let's put some maple syrup on them. I don't know that I would. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I
3: mean, maybe if I...
2: I mean... Yeah, if I was desperate, like yeah. if I hadn't eaten in like thirty or forty minutes, you know, so yeah. it was like really sure, dire. Yeah, no, yeah, if it was yeah. dire, right, yeah, then I might do it.
3: Jimmy John's guy's caught in a snowstorm or something. Yeah, uh, sure. right.
2: Oh no, I mean, it's like, I mean, it would have to be a really serious, like meteorological event. Sure. you know, like yeah. like, like the literal sun meteors. Came up. Yeah, you no, know. we're not talking about meteorological. We're talking about meteors. No, I mean, I'm talking meteor. Media- like I'm talking like you know, the sun came up that day, and so I was like, <laughs> oh, I got to put maple <laughs> syrup on my uh. potatoes, you know.
3: We got a message from Ulrich, and Ulrich wanted to ask if we would charge to insert a 30-second uh, advertisement for the BC Humanist Association. That's the British Columbia Humanist Association. And we said, no, we wouldn't charge him because we think that it's great that people join Humanist Association. So we're going to play a short advertisement for Ulrich for the BC Humanist Association, and you can find a link to them on this week's show notes 192.
5: What is secular humanism?
3: critical thinking knowledge is freedom freedom from ignorance and its offspring
2: fear the bc humanist association has been active in the vancouver area for over 25 years we offer a friendly and welcoming place to make new friends as well as free educational lectures we invite you to join us any sunday at 10 a.m in the oakridge senior center please visit our website for more details bchumanist.ca
3: we also wanted to address too while we're doing this uh, we also wanted to address. We are getting a lot of requests, a very lot of requests for GoFundMe pages. Uh, tons of people are sending in GoFundMe's. We get six or seven a week, and uh, and while we want people to get help, at the same time, this many GoFundMe's dilute the goodwill in a lot of right. ways of a lot of people. And we just we're going to make a policy now, and we apologize. We hope that you do find the money that you need, and we don't want to we don't want you to not find that money, but because we're getting so many requests, we can't fill them all. We are—we're just not going to be doing any more GoFundMe pages for people. We—we uh, we, we just can't do it uh, and be fair about it. And so we feel like if we can't be fair about it and we've yep. got to pick and choose, then we're—we're we're just not going to do
2: it. Yeah, please don't be offended. It's uh, you know, and don't. I, I hope nobody's looking back and like, well, you did it for so and so. Yeah, you know. We we try to do our best um, to uh enable people who have good causes and use what small voice we have to you know push those causes forward. But um it's just not practical to do all of them. Yeah. We would love it if it was. We would if it if it was possible, we would. But you know, we've chosen um to put our efforts, our charitable efforts towards things like the Freedom from Religion Foundation this year. That's a push for us. The key foundation beyond belief. Or, I'm sorry. The Foundation Beyond Belief is a push for us. Um, The Kiva loans that we've done, that's a push for us. We just need to be a little more focused on how we uh, handle our charitable uh, requests. And one thing that you can do, you can always do, is you can post them to our
3: Facebook page and see if that gets you any kind of traction. So if you have a GoFundMe and you think you might be able to find some people who might want to donate. Our listeners have shown that they are very generous, so if you want to post that on our Facebook page as a, uh, underneath uh, as a post of your own, people may respond to that. So that may yep. be an avenue for you. But we can't uh, because there's so many requests, we just can't uh, get can't to get them to all. Me. We want to apologize to Esme for playing her voicemail. Oh, uh, I, I feel guess bad. Realized that that was. We thought it was funny. We thought she was being endearing, but she was very embarrassed by it. So we want to apologize to Esme. If you call us, all you have to do is say, please play or please don't play my message. Actually, right. don't say please play. We're going to
2: assume if you leave us a message that it's okay to play that message unless you otherwise tell us. Um, and Esme, we we played the message because we loved the message. We thought it was great. We laughed, you know, and not in, a, not in a mean-spirited way, but we laughed when we listened to it together. We thought it was a lot of fun. So please don't take offense and don't stop calling us. If you want to call us, you can call us, yeah. Esme. Yeah. Don't hide from us. You can't hide. You <laughs> You can't resist.
3: Well, uh, we're sorry if we embarrassed you. Uh, we got a message from Nick who showed us that in Australia, there is a cave. And this cave has what they, what they call it. Uh, it's a different name, but they have a plaque in it called Glory Hole Cave. Yeah, that's a- pretty terrific. There's a whole Wikipedia page on it. Um, they're called the your Billy clit caves. I think I totally nailed I think, that. I feel
2: like you hit that on I the head. I, man. I mean, Did you, I are you a native speaker?
3: High, I am a native speaker of Australia. Wow. Killed so, it, man. So I, I want to put a link to that on this episode. Show notes episode one ninety two. You can find it there, but it's pretty funny. There's a giant, giant hole that leads down here. I'll tell you what, you've got to be one of those ettins from the Lord of the Rings in order to fill that hole. (laughs) This is from when God fucked the earth. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it is. God was like going all American pie. God just went in the back door on Mother Nature. That's what happened. We got a message from Kyle, and Kyle said, uh, there's a long email that Kyle left. And Kyle said he was listening to episode seven, and we got into a conversation about the Norway Massacre. And I said something along the lines of uh, that there's a lot of political underpinnings to terrorist things, and he's comparing it to how we're talking about ISIS today. He's saying, have you changed your minds? Is it a switched position between episode seven, which at this point I think is three years ago, and now? And how, how do you come to terms with this, mm-hmm. what seems to be cognitive dissonance or some sort of conflict in your own thoughts. And my feeling on this, and I'm going to let Tom respond to this because I think Tom agreed with me at this point, at this point when I mentioned it, Tom sometimes agrees with me blindly. I just say something and he says, yes, nod. cause he's not like, listening. What? That happens a lot. He may or may not have agreed with me on this case. Kyle says he did, but again, might've just been just for show. Uh, but I, I said that then and I think I still stand by it, and I don't know that it's a it's a complete flip and role reversal. But I think that the terrorism that is happening now, they are saying we are doing this because of this Islamic reason. There's there's reasons mm-hmm. based in the religion that they're doing the things that they're doing, and and also going about it in the way they're going about it. The stuff that was happening then was not as it wasn't a religious it might have been a religious underpinning, but it was a political reason. And so there's there I I clearly think that there are some again, the the 911 terror attacks, there's religious things going on there, but the full motivation is clearly not religious because they came out and said we did this because of X, Y, and Z, Saudi bases. We didn't want the United States over here. Those sorts of things. They came out and said support of Israel. They came out and said this is why we did it. They didn't and and while they, they killed themselves in a suicide attack, which is consistent with some, some of the, their cherry-picked Islamic teachings, it's not necessarily 100% religious. Sure. And so I've got to, you've got to make that concession – Uh, So I – and I still say the same – I said the same thing today. There is clearly political motivations behind some of these things that they're doing, but the things that they're saying that we're calling them out for, those are religious things. Those are the religious underpinnings or religious actions that they're taking.
2: Right, and we didn't even – we didn't even begin discussing ISIS when ISIS first started rolling through and taking over because, you know, to me, I was not super clear on exactly what their um, motivations were. You know, it was – it, we really only began discussing ISIS on the show um, once a, once they started coming out and really being very aggressive about you know we are doing this for this reason like we are capturing these women and using them as sex slaves and converting them to Islam yeah oh yeah because they are devil worshippers and they are less than yeah we are you know like the the things that we've covered have been very specific stories but I want to I want to address the idea too that. Um, you know like we we talked about the the Brevik murder we talked about nine eleven we've talked about other things on the show and they they do all have a religious element to them sure um and I don't think that those acts would be possible without the religious element. I don't think you can motivate nineteen people to take their own lives um in that way without sure. a religious element be tough, but you have <clears throat> you have two really disparate examples. Um, and I think also, you know, personally, my opinions have changed. Yeah, that uh, happens. My, my opinion on this has changed. I think that, you know, if somebody were to say, like, well, it was it was, 9-11 was in part because of the United States support of Israel, my next question would be, well, why does the United States support Israel? And I know that some of, but not all, but some of that answer is because, you know, a lot of the Christian fundamentalists who are in power look at Israel as a uh, religious symbol— You know that that they want to support so that they can bring about you know their dominionist end of the world apocalyptic bullshit. You know, so you know religion plays into all of these world events. Um, It's just a matter of degree, and I think that I would at this point in my life attribute more of it than I would have three years ago. I think I think if I were to look at that same event now. I may be more critical of it now than I was three I years think, ago. I think
3: that there's something to be said about being inundated with these stories constantly and right. following this kind of news. You almost expect it now. And right. so maybe our views are becoming more biased. I think that that's a, that's, that's a perfectly reasonable thing to think. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it may be because we're inundating ourselves week after week, sometimes twice a week, with really shitty news stories about people that are religious. And suddenly we start seeing all the bad things that can happen and pop up about this. My positions have changed a lot over the years on a lot of different things, and I think that that's that's a virtue. That's certainly not a down. That's not a downside. Yeah, and
2: I, and I will definitely concede that if I'm being honest with myself, I have become much more hardline about my stance on a lot of these subjects sure. than I used to. Yeah, um, much more hardline, and I think that I absolutely look at the world through a lens that is tinted. Yeah. Um, as a result of, of of honestly of doing this show, it's like when we it's like when we did the the movie review show. I, I used to love going to watch movies. Now I, I don't really even like movies anymore. Yeah. You change over time yeah. when you have an experience. Sure. So.
3: And I used to like you. Yeah. I mean, That's we used to be friends. I don't, kind of. When that happened. Yeah. Now, now it's barely tolerating. <laughs> so we, we got a message from David. David uh, sent us a message from, uh, from uh, the UK. And he said, check out this restaurant opening in London. Someone beat, beat you to it, lads. And it's a cereal cafe. Someone's actually doing it. Now, if we go... To QED eventually. Oh,
2: we've got it. I hope this place is still open. Oh my god, I hope it is too. This would be, we sh- we got to go to QED just to go to a cereal restaurant. That would be maze balls. I don't even care if we see any. Of I want to try all the. Anyone? I want to try all the weird fucking cereal they
3: have in the UK too. Like the weird right? shit you'd never. I, I don't like know like what Hagiso's? that is. Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. That's terrible. I couldn't eat yeah. more than two boxes of those. What do you What do you use instead of milk? Polite Just- fruit curlies or something? <laughs> yeah. Stiff upper lip.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> now with more Cheerio. Oh.
3: Oh, <laughs> cheerio. Yes, yes. That's
2: good. We
3: got a message. Uh, someone said that they heard the, perhaps their favorite 15 minutes of podcasting ever when we did our Purity Balls episode, and we talked about the insertion of explosives into jihadi anuses, and then the uh, crazy Papua New Guinea wackaloons who are making penis soup, and he's, this person, Alex, sent us a, a message with a link on it to an image that is cock-flavored soup mix. It's so funny. It looks great. <laughs> that cock looks erect. How do you not buy... All of the packets I know. of this, I would send them to everybody. These They'd would be, be gifts.
2: stocking stuffers. I, I was going to say the exact same thing. I would, I would send this to everyone I knew as a present. So um, I actually stir my soup with my cock, yeah. so all soup that I make is cock flavored. <laughs> so it's, but it's, but because of the size of your cock,
3: it's like homeopathy. <laughs> <laughs> we got a message. Gotta keep the immersion blender away from there, though. Oh, I'll good tell you Lord. what. Used to be uh, better hung. <laughs> uh, it, uh, we got a message from Catholic about Catholics uh, against in vitro fertilization from David, Tom.
2: So I just want to confirm that Tom is right about why the Catholic Church opposes in vitro. Tom's holding his hands above his head right now in Yay!
3: celebration for being right. That's
2: the one thing I'm going to be right about in 2014. <laughs> so, so happy. I was, it took 11 months to get so one. So excited. Um, and when multiple eggs are fertilized and the access are discarded when success is achieved, which they consider abortion. Sure, it's stupid, but it's at least more consistent than Protestant anti-choice supporters tend to be, since they usually support in vitro. Um, if the premise, the person who begins a conception, is accepted, then it follows that in vitro would be immoral. Um, so I almost read that as immortal. Immortal. <laughs> <laughs> I am and the what's power. the problem? <laughs> yeah, so thank you very much for vindicating me.
3: Vindication, Tom. Yes. The vindication. Yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good response. That's something I, I, and it's funny because I do know a lot of Catholics, but I did not know why they didn't like in vitro. So that's a good response. And it makes sense logically in their sense of the word, I guess. So we just want to talk about Adam Reeks for a few minutes because Adam Reeks is a podcasting hero. He wound up cutting up Pastor Manning's first diatribe about Starbucks semen coffee. He cut it up and played it on his show. Very funny. If you Killed haven't it. listened to it, I think it's episode 77. Very funny. You can also find uh it on our on our Facebook page because he animated it. He wound up animating it. He used a, a, a little animation tool and it it looks great. It's funny. Pastor it's Manning funny. looks funny. He looks funny. It's very self-parky. Looks yeah. great. Pastor Manning found it. I found the YouTube. Amazing. Watched the YouTube, then did a nine-minute response to his video, which really wasn't a response. He just played the whole thing. He plays his entire clip. It gives him all that airtime. And then stutters his way through another screed that Adam then takes again, again, cuts re- reimagines as an interview again, animates it again. And we're going to post the link because it is absolutely glorious. Adam, we are your biggest
2: fans. We think it's balls What you did. Spectacular. The, the first mashup thing that you did was goddamn brilliant. Yeah. But then to, to have that guy feed you, fucking like it's like it's like you had a steak and then he just fed you dessert you know like it's just absolutely awesome and you fucking knocked it out of the park
3: everybody had that story right everyone everyone who does a podcast about this stuff did that story not a single one of us pale in comparison to what you have done with that story (laughs) all of us look up to you like a god. You are the god of the world or the king of the (laughs) The world. Dictator of podcasting. You're the dictator of podcasting. Use your power for the powers of good, Adam. It's actually
2: just as effective as the dictator (laughs) Dictator
3: of the the world or whatever. The UN president. He's going to arm wrestle Obama next week. So we got a message from Paul and Paul coded, I guess it's code. He said, for your information, I'm a programmer and this is a formula logic to derive Easter Sunday. And
2: it's, uh, it's 53 lines of code. Is that what it is? It's a lot of lines of code to figure out (laughs) when fucking Easter is, man. This is based on our conversation where you were telling me that the Easter is derived from some lunar calendar calendar, and I was flabbergasted. I was I was literally flabbergasted when you told me that. I had no idea. I didn't know that. It's crazy to see it, to, to hear somebody read it out loud and then to see somebody code the logic required to arrive at what fucking day is Easter. Just pick a day. It's a fucking made up story
3: <laughs> You already made one thing up Why not make the next thing You're up? going through These
2: crazed oh. machinations It's all made up It was outstanding So thank you
3: very much For sending in that code We want to remind people And we're going to be, keep on doing this Until we get to that point But we want to remind people That on De- December 6th At 10pm Chicago time uh, That's central time In the United States The only time that counts We are going to be on David Smalley's podcast Dogma Debate he is doing a 24-hour broadcast. He is having tons of podcasters and other people on. I heard from a bunch of these other people. You can find uh, a link to it on his website, Dogma Debate, uh, and you can also find a link to it in the last episode's show notes, uh, 191. It lists all the people that are gonna be on. There's gonna be a ton of people on. They're gonna be giving all of the money that's raised during this podcast uh, fundraiser. They're gonna be giving it all to Foundation Beyond Belief an awesome organization that Tom and I really do support and love. Mm-hmm. We are going to be donating a good sum of money, what, the most money that we have, as much money as we have, which is going to be $2,000 uh, if people match us. Right. So we are hoping that during our time slot, you will match donations with us, go in and donate money to this organization and we will match that money. And hopefully we will run through that entire $2,000 in our one hour time slot. We would love... For that time slot to run us completely out of dollars, and then they wind up getting a good chunk of money during that time. So please listen during that time. You can hopefully call in. You could possibly send tweets. We'll probably be doing a live thing, so it's gonna. I mean, it's gonna be a live. It's thing. gonna be a mess. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be great. a mess. It's, we're gonna try not to swear. It's gonna be really, <laughs> gonna really, really be crazy. Mess. Yeah. And we're both going to be drunk. It's not going to be fun to. It's, it's going to be like a it's train, a train wreck. wreck. It's a train yeah, wreck. It's a train wreck. And you want to watch the train wreck. Yeah. So please, if you're considering to donating to Foundation Beyond Belief this year, this would be the time to do it uh, to show that
2: there can be a groundswell of support for this organization. Right. And every, you know, if you were going to donate twenty bucks, you've now effectively donated forty. Yeah. You know, it's the old, it's the NPR model. Yep. Like, well, here we are. So let us in. And it's not a contest, but I want to win. <laughs> you know. I'm just saying it's not a contest guys but it,
3: I don't lose. I uh, here's my hope. I hope that that there's hours that beat our hour. It would be awesome. It would I be awesome. I hope there if... are many. I hope every other hour does better than our hour. That's I hope, why I, I hope want we give them, away all 2000 yeah. and, I hope, and everybody beats yeah. us. Yeah. And that, I, would be great. that would be amazing cuz yeah. I want to make sure that they get as much money as possible. But if you are thinking about donating to them, you can double your money and double your power that that during that hour. So come listen to us and make fun of us, send us tweets and things. And we should call it the cognitive dissonance power hour. I think I just coined that. Uh, there we go. I'm like a, I'm like a marketing Good ninja.
2: You.
3: Well, Tom, we have to go uh, to lunch.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm skeptical of that.
3: Yeah. And then we're going to watch some people uh, give some talks and we're going to spend the rest of our time at Skepticon. This won't release until late to late tomorrow or Monday so uh so if you see us at skepticon we got a chance to meet some really great people Mm -hmm. here thank you for coming to hang out with us thank you for drinking with us chilling with us we got a chance to to meet and talk to some really cool people so far we're looking forward to tonight and uh and as always we're going to leave you with the skeptics creed
2: credulity is not a virtue it's fortune cookie cutter mommy issue hypno babylon bullshit